Consciousness. I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Today we're going to do a fireside chat. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to chop it up with old DJ DeMarco. Hey. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to, I don't know. We're gonna, I hope we're we don't cry, a, that might be a little intense. I've never cried, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like at all? I don't, I, I don't buy that. Never, never in my life. What's <laughs> up, man? What's up? How are you? Good, uh, Ben. Just you know, busting ass on the podcast. Uh, Fuck yeah, you, you know, have. doing uh, you know, shop talk, doing the video has added, you know, added some time, but to my like workflow. But I'm getting the hang of it, and I think we're we're streamlined and rolling now. You know, it's it's we were kind of had this conversation uh, a while ago, and I was like, we're on YouTube. And we have zero subscribe. I think we have like eight subscribers. Yeah, and yeah, we're, we're sixty we episodes. We're up from six deep. like two weeks ago, yeah. though. And yeah, no, yeah, we're growing, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. we can only go up. And you know, we're what's what show are we like? 62, 60, uh, this, 61? I don't know. Comes I don't out, even this, know. We, we the last show that just released was um, Doctor Haverkamp and or Haverkamp, and that was sixty. Okay, so this could be 61, 62, 60, whatever. We're on, so we've done Who 60 knows? shows. And we have a pretty good, a decent following. What, like, you know, decent for us, right? Three, mm-hmm. four, 4,000 people streaming across all platforms, audio mm-hmm. only, baby. You know, and I was shout like, out we should have just, yeah, yeah, we should have just fucking, we should have been on YouTube day one because yeah. it's like we're yeah. starting all over and it really does. It, uh, it's not that bad. We, <laughs> I think we'll be fine. It would have been ideal to do, you know, day one, but we couldn't. We realistically no, couldn't have done there's video. There's legitimately day one. no way. We only started. I barely had a, We we had the. We were bumming off my mics for a minute, and then we bought yeah. our like our baby mics that we had. Yeah. Uh, we there's no way we would have. What would we've done? Use like a laptop camera or some shit. That would have been so janky. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no way, and there's also no way because like you know my my come to Jesus moment um, mm-hmm. during the 75 hard where I was like, are you, do you take this seriously or are you just going to pretend to be a podcaster your whole life? Yeah. Like, is this what you want to do or are you just pretending? And what have you done to, to get this off the ground? And, and it was just me making a phone call to you. And I was like, I'm, I'm all in. And you're like, I've been all in. I was like, well, I want to do this. And you're like, let's fucking roll. I remember and then, and when you, when you called me and told me that I remember telling Becca, I was like, this is what I wanted to do two years ago. I'm so yep. excited. Yeah. Yep. And we, and we've been, we've just kind of been blasting off lightning speed, man. And it's mm-hmm. been weird. Like we've got, had a lot of really interesting guests when we started, you know, we, the team's growing, like it yeah. is a really small organization that is is an ant but mm-hmm. i think that we could through and it's the thing is the thing that i love about what we're doing is we both understand that this is all this is going to this is a long con this is going oh, yeah. to take a lot of time oh yeah and absolutely. it's and the the weirdest thing to me is though even if this doesn't turn into anything which i don't mm-hmm. believe it it I think it definitely will. I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully yeah. it, it not turn into something. <laughs> but if it doesn't, like the weirdest thing ever is we've put positivity and conversation and nuance out in the ether. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say forever, but it's out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to put 
something into the world and it'll get better. I mean, I still think that the show, I suck as a host and <laughs> you're a great sound engineer, but you're going to be better as we get, you've you gotten say, a lot hey, better. Man, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're fucking terrible. No, no, no. You're awesome. No, but you're, you're getting better. You keep getting better. We've, you know, we've had a few mistakes. We've, we've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten and, to post the show once or twice. <laughs> yeah. There's been, and we've had to pull some things down. Don't forget mm-hmm. about that, sir. We've oh, yeah, done that. Yeah. We've done it all. And I've, you know, but, mm-hmm. but we're going to get better. We're only going to get better. We're, we're at the very beginning of a very long journey. We've, we're mm-hmm. 60 steps into 6,000 mile walk. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I, you know, I think I have from day one been in you know, and been all in and thought that this is definitely going to work out just because like it blows my mind because I've been listening to podcasts since I was like 15 years old or so. Damn, dude, I wish. And like that was like 2005 and listening to like, <clears throat> it was like the CNET Daily News show and it had uh, Tom Merritt and Molly Wood and Veronica Belmont and a couple other people who were like contemporary, like tech journalists and um, kind of, it was at a very like odd stage of like internet TV where there was this group of people that I had been following for a while because they were on tech TV. And then when that turned into a video gaming channel, they all went and started doing things online. So they were basically doing online TV about 10 years before most people caught on to that. And I just remember sitting in like, you know, what, uh, listening to that like every day while I was doing my schoolwork and thinking like, man, this would be cool to do. And like hearing them talk about how one of them, uh, the producer had gone to college for like radio engineering and stuff. And it's neat to think like, cool, we're doing this now, you know, and that just recently everybody keeps talking about how there's like so much room in podcasting and in the podcast community for growth and for, new shows to pop up and shit. And it blows my mind that like, I've been listening to podcasts for over 10 years, almost 15 now. And people are now kind of catching on to podcasting, which is interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Listeners. I've got a, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a cold, but yeah, dude, I, I think that it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, that you've been listening to it since podcast since 2005. Like I'm actually yeah. pretty jealous. If I would have discovered podcasts, especially you know, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, um, mm-hmm. a few others when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I think my life would be completely, completely different. And probably, I mean, not that I have a pretty dope life right now, but I think that okay. maybe I would have not made as many mistakes and maybe I would have multiple companies now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that like self belief. I mean, although who knows, maybe I, wasn't I would idiot. be a billionaire. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think maybe I don't like five. I mean, also another thing, if I would have read more, if I would have read more books mm-hmm. when I was younger, I would have been a lot better off. Like if I ever have children, I am, go- I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make them read. I'm going. I, I mean, honestly, just by watching me, I'll read. Yeah, so. I mean, honestly, they're your kids, so they're going to want to be. They're yeah. probably going to be pretty inquisitive and pretty, like you know, wanting to explore and learn new things and crazy stuff like that. So I don't think you ha- will have too much trouble with it, you know, unless you just get like a total meathead who only wants to like you know play football or something. 
Well, I would be okay with that. Which no. would be fine, you know. That's like I always joke with uh, with Becca that she's <laughs> she's like, you're, you're gonna you have to love your children equally, and I'm like, well, of course, I wouldn't have a favorite unless one of them is really good at sports, and then it would probably be done. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I you know, speaking about kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. someone, and I believe it was my buddy Shane. Mm-hmm. He his dad told him so. This is really kind of kind of fucked me up because I, I thought it was the <laughs> deepest thing anyone's ever said. Uh-huh. His dad said, "I wish I, my only regret in life is I wish I would have had you guys sooner." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I wish I, I wish we had more. I just wish we could spend more time together." Oh, that's and dark. I was like, that's that's fuck. like that's like wholesome dark. It's the most know? wholesome thing ever, and it really got me thinking. I was like, man, I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Is it is it time? Like, you know, because I mean, think about it. I've you know at at best, you know, I've got 60. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah, 60 I years. I mean, 60 left. years is a hell of a long time. So, yeah, but you know. That's you're you know spending that with the ones you love most. You yeah. Know, now I've I've recently wife. kind of come around. I've never been like anti having kids, but I've never been like enthusiastic about it. It's been more like ah, I should have kids. I want to have kids. I was like, my parents are you know wonderful and deserve grandchildren. So I'm sure I'll be a good dad. And then it became like ah, I hate kids, but you know what? My kids are probably going to be pretty dope. And then, like, I don't know what just clicked. Like, when Becca and I got married, all of a sudden, I was just like, holy shit, I want to have kids, and this is going to be fucking cool, and I can't wait, you know? Yeah. A lot of my buddies are starting to have kids or have, you know, a bunch of them even have kids now, which is Mm -hmm. crazy for me because I've known some of these these idiots since they were, (laughs) you know, kindergarten in some cases and, you know, young men, you know, 15 Mm – 13, 15 years old and they're dads now. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a weird transition. I always knew that I would be a barring a un, you know, unplanned pregnancy that I would Mm -hmm. probably be the last one. My plan was to have kids at 40. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to start TRT around now, (laughs) which I still haven't. Uh-huh. And then probably cycle off to have some kids and then get ramp that shit back up to 11 <laughs> through my, you know, from 40 to, you know, till the end of my life. I would just never get off of it. Like that was my right. plan. And then, you know, a little HGH as I was in my 60s mm-hmm. and just a whole cacophony of meds to keep me youthful <laughs> and God. energized. No, dude, this is I've I've told I've got my testosterone levels checked on it's 21. This is definitely I'm saying it on the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was my plan, but I met someone and she 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 honey potted me and was like, <laughs> "I don't want kids." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's not. Let's not to not let's, I'll just be selfish." And uh-huh. rage, and well, not that. <laughs> I'm going to clarify this: if you don't have children, it's not that you're selfish. But I was saying, like, selfish, like it's all about me and us, and we're going right. to travel and party, and it's going to be awesome. Right. And then as we got more serious, it's like I, I want kids. I kind of want kids. I yeah, want no, them. I mean that's. I know that's that's exactly what it was like. Um, I I too, I'm an only child too, so I've never really had any experience around kids much at all, and. Uh, the only cousins I had were either like 15 years older or like 10 years younger than me. Um, so I was never really around many just kids at all, honestly. And 
getting to know Becca and her family um, and her two nieces, which I guess are my nieces now, um, you know, I'm just like, oh, cool. This is like, they're like miniature versions of people. This is neat. You yeah. Know? It's, it's pretty cool. Like to, you know, I look forward to like, you know, teaching my kid how to play music and how to, you know, do stuff that I like doing or, <clears throat> you know, hiking or camping, you know, playing yeah. football or whatever. Well, that's, and that's the cool thing about, I think that that's why everyone is, and as messed up as our society is and how, you know, crazy and whatnot, the one mm-hmm. thing that we all pretty much universally agree on is that if you, if you hurt children, you have to die. Like we oh, just, yeah. we can't, yeah. we can't, <laughs> like, no, no, no society, you know, is down with that. And I, but children are the, like, they're the future they're innocent. I'm just thinking of sexual chocolate from uh, <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> and their 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 minds are you know ready to be molded. Mm-hmm. And put you know if you have kids, put your best ideas into your children. Yeah. And I think that you know as I as I age, I do get excited about maybe that maybe becoming a dad and mm-hmm. maybe having a little me, a little Rick running around or Rakina, who knows? <laughs> and, and, um, you know, putting my best ideas and molding them mm-hmm. and, and, and sharpening, you know, hardening their minds and, and making them believe that they're capable of anything and, and making them understand that like they drive the, and I always say this, the spaceship, like you are the captain yeah. of your life and really, getting like because i i think we need more human beings that are like that and mm-hmm. uh i that 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 prospect and then also just like i feel like of being a father is is scary because mm-hmm. kids learn by watching so it's like i really want to make sure that my habits and everything is completely honed in before mm-hmm. i have children so when they watch me they watch a man that is a mogul, that is mm-hmm. driven, determined, you know, in good physical shape, reads, and does all the things that I want them to do. Because if yeah. I am not doing those things, then I'm a bad leader. And and this same same goes for, you know, the 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 wife, right? Like mm-hmm. that. So I just I feel like you know that's the good part of about maybe being an older dad at thirty. Mm-hmm. to 40 you know i've got a 10 year window and then yeah you know your sperms no get that's total lie i got all the time was, in the world son. <laughs> i was gonna say my my grand my uh grandfather was 65 when my dad was born what the, what yeah yeah he uh he was a uh i think it was my my grandmother was his second wife and he yeah he was 65 he was like a life navy man like he was born in like 1892 like on the front the like dying west in the salinas california and then joined the lied to at 16 to join the navy and went to fight in the spanish-american war as his first war are you being serious dude yeah i'm being 100 percent serious lester thompson an og navy badass he was at like he was he fought in the Spanish American War, uh, World War One, World War Two, uh, and then he tried to go to Korea, and they told him he was too old. 
because he was in his like 50s like late 50s by that time but he was just like ready to go wait what how what is his name lester thompson i'm googling him right now i mean i don't know i don't know if he's on the internet man let's uh, see lester that's a great name yeah no no uh no p obviously let's see he's from he was born in salinas i think i'll have to find it but yeah he was in he was in the navy he it he actually it was kind of cool he fought i mean i guess it's not that much of a coincidence considering how many people were there but he fought at iwo jima when my grandfather was there as well my other grandfather uh my grandfather guinness was in the marine corps and then grandpa lester was in the navy dude the spanish-american war was a what a wild war i'm not entirely sure i'm not i'm not very familiar with it i can and try not, and educate you on it, it was with cuba wasn't it or no. it was with spain over cuba yes yes technically um and there was man it's uh, it there was a ship that was blown up in mm-hmm. like the Havana Harbor and honestly pull this up cuz i'm really yeah, I'm we're we're going i got to get a new chair uh we're going <laughs> deep i keep it always just keeps going down it drives me nuts so that's that's yeah. why i'm doing this all the time um <laughs> I believe a ship was the scenes in the Rick's mind podcast. Yeah, dude, I really got to get a chair. It's so annoying. (laughs) You got to get, got to get a chair. You got to get lights. Yeah. I can keep talking about being the captain of your spaceship. You're sitting on a stool, my man. That's right. Well, this is, this is a, this is a, a modest King's throne. Okay. 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 Eventually we will get a, a a throne, but I'm not going to get a gaming chair. I need to get like a a gamer. No shade. No shade. I, honestly, if I get really annoyed, I'll just I'll just lift this my stand up desk up and stand. Yeah, I'll do that if if it, if it gets too bad. Um, but anyways, I so there was a ship that was um, I believe is in the Havana Harbor that was blown up, and that set the precedent for war. So we send over a bunch of troops and we fight with the. Oh, it was the USS the Cubans, Maine that was blown up in the, the Havana Harbor. Thank you. I was going to say the Lithuania, Litha, Litha, Lithuania, but that's World War Lusitania II. Lithuania was World yeah, War II. Yeah, World War II. So this is what the USS Maine was blown up, mm-hmm. and then we send a bunch of troops to Cuba and we fight with, and it's they're not the Sandalistas either. But I want to. That's not who the they Sandalistas. were. Sandalistas. No, it wasn't the Sandalistas. No, that was a, that was the Contra that was Wars, son. Yeah, no, <laughs> Reagan. Um, oh God. So, anyways, they're yeah, and and you know Teddy Roosevelt, he's got this this ragtag band of dude. My brain is shot. I I can't even. Rough Riders. <laughs> the Rough Riders. The Rough Riders. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, how cool that my grandfather fought in the same war as the Rough Riders. Like. Yeah, it's it's that's when people like when I tell people that that like it's like oh yeah my grandfather was born in the 1800s and they're like what the fuck <laughs> it's like yeah he was like 65 when my dad was born that's so crazy yeah it's so crazy yeah I mean yeah but we we fucked Spain up they could have Spain could have shelled the United States and mm-hmm. I don't know if they, they did I bet did. you they didn't because they probably had I designs on trying to get Florida back. I don't know. No, it wasn't even like they were they're They were pretty weak, man. Spain hasn't really been a power since like the 1500s, like the 1600s. Yeah. 15. Yeah. 15, 1600s, man. Like no, they, they're they're. I mean, there's uh, there's nothing. 
nothing like that. But yeah, the, uh, Dan Carlin has a podcast on the mm-hmm. Spanish American War, and you okay. might want to check it out because that's pretty. Yeah, I will. It's pretty pretty informational. I think you have to buy it now, but um, it, it was it's an interesting war. It really mm-hmm. it really was. It's it's one that you know we don't talk about all that much because it happened mm-hmm. over a hundred years. Wow, man. Yeah, it happened in Jeez. like the like what nineteen oh. I know. 18, well, 1900? Dude, World War II is coming up. Like, it's it's about World to be. World War II it's is... Been 80 years. It's been almost or, 80 you know, years, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, in so, some, you know, 85 years. Like, you know? Because well, I mean, so, it thing started blows, in, like, 39. Yeah, well, I was going to say the thing that is kind of wild is that while it's coming up, like, the 100th anniversary, like, fairly soon, that I remember, like, growing up, people talking about how, like, you know, we are, we're losing our World War One or Spanish-American War veterans and then now it's like a world war ii veterans are dying it's like damn that my grandfather fought in world war ii (coughs) yeah well it's been 80 years i believe since the united states entered the war so that's what we'll count Mm -hmm. but i believe it started in like 38 or 39 and i think 38 was when uh the blitzkrieg in or the um was it the blitzkrieg not blitzkrieg in uh when uh, germany invaded poland the yeah um you know what i'm talking about Yes, or no, it was a Blitzkrieg. Uh, yeah, that was a Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Everything was a, dude. I uh, actually just um, I just finished reading the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Ooh, I bet that was good. <sighs> they were fucking crazy, like dude, absolutely it, fucking insane. So here's the thing, and I want to be very clear about this. You, it's. Hitler is a very infas he's a very fascinating figure in oh, history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at like contextually, like what he did was we're just not that far removed from the, the yeah, honestly, no. The the terribleness of what happened, right? But if you look at like the 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 conquerors in history, like he's pretty much mm-hmm. par for the course. Like people oh, yeah. slaughter people. All right. right. They that's just what people do or like mm-hmm. it is what people do but that's what these conquerors do so it's like it's, it's par for the course but we're just not that far removed right but his like this and this author was very 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 thorough in it, the documentation of the reich mm-hmm. and you are you're getting all this background information and all these little notes and letters and stuff and you're watching Hitler like rise through the rank, consolidate power, mm-hmm. and then he becomes chancellor, and then it, you know it's game over. And then yeah. you see that he politically is able to outmaneuver maneuver all these leaders of the West. And you kind of like you sort of me again, very conflicted here. You sort of like kind of start to admire this psychopath. Like, Man, he's fucking <laughs> he's brilliant. Well, I mean, that's he's like br- you can have those thoughts like no, 100%. in terms of like, you know, thinking like, "Man, Robert E. Lee was a brilliant military mind." Is like he was also a traitor, you yeah. know, or like, you know, "Man, Genghis Khan, what a leader, you know. Fathered what half the human race is a descendant of Genghis Khan or is it Kublai Khan?" It's it's Genghis. It's Genghis, yeah. yeah. It was like he also indiscriminately murdered probably millions of people. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> you know you have to take the it's that's it's the separating the art from the artist. So separating yeah. the the murder from the murderer. <laughs> yeah. It's so so yeah. So you you're you're uh, you know you're you're watching him and you're you're admiring. You're like he's brilliant, and then like you 
then, you know, the author is he's he does a really good job of leave leaving his uh, biases out, but then he, he'll come mm-hmm. in and be like, "These people are effing insane." It's, it's hard not to have get, biases against the Nazis, honestly. But then you you get to the point, you get to the point where they start talking about the camps, mm-hmm. the concentration camps, and that's when you, you know, me the reader mm-hmm. i'm like okay yeah we have to kill all these people like there <laughs> there yeah, right. dude there was a there was an industry on um the th- these poor jewish germans and mm-hmm. and slavs and russians and all these mm-hmm. all these people there was there during all and the, gays d- and, oh yeah uh, dude, gypsies dude as well. they would sell they would sell skin yeah they made land. They I mean, they made books, um, book covers, you know, lampshades, Zycl- the, furniture. The, yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this at all. The the fat they would use mm-hmm. fat from the the bodies and make yeah. soap. Soap. The, yep. And then you know the good. And we didn't. I'm sure we didn't kill enough people during Nuremberg. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm really. I'm pretty positive about that. No. I mean, but I like, don't think we you, even really killed enough of them, considering that. You know the the claim that Hitler was killed by the Soviets was a pretty like sussy claim to begin with like there's there have been several documentaries and a whole lot of data and evidence to show that hitler probably didn't kill himself because that really wasn't he wasn't that much of a coward honestly i don't know man oh hold on you i gotta read he, the- like i think there's so many of them just went to argentina and honestly he just probably lived the rest of his life in Berchtesgarten and only recently probably died within the last so, like, 15 years no 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 man he was in his 60s and 19 in the 1940s so okay he so he maybe died. died in like the yeah. 80s so or 90s then. You, you need you need to read the rise and fall because i really when you start to to read the dispatches and the letters um mm-hmm. towards the end of his life like he's losing uh a grip on reality. He's, he's gone crazy, but we're off topic, but like, (laughs) I just, I didn't realize that there Mm -hmm. was an entire industry on human. uh, How do I, how do I explain like broad products? Like that fucking feels awful. But like, like I just couldn't believe that they were making soap out of these human fat and selling it. And and, and by the way, folks, we, we, I say we, the other, the boomers. No, the, the generation <laughs> the other before them. Yeah, yeah, the other guys. Um, they, all these people that ran these chemical uh, processing mm-hmm. plants, uh, mm-hmm. the you know the the people that dropped the gas, all those, all those people, they they were hung at Nuremberg mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. they're like, oh, we didn't know anything about it. The, the the people that it's made like, the furnaces, like yeah. there was a whole fucking economy about around mass slaughtering of human beings, yeah. which I don't know why that's surprising to me. No, because but I, obviously, I think when you really learn the depths to which, like, you know, surface level, like, yeah, man, the Nazis were evil. But then when you really go into their ideology, and then also, too, like you said, the industry that they built around, like, harvesting human flesh yeah. to make household items, you know, or their, like, absolutely batshit, bonkers, insane obsession with the occult. Like, yes. beyond, like, actual, like, they were practicing those things to like just like Hydra in the Marvel universe probably isn't that far off from the actual Nazis of where they were and what they were trying to do. Considering half of the like biggest technological advances that we as a society and that the United States as a country made from like post-World War II to like Kennedy 
were because of the Nazis, both because of what they invented during the war, before the war, and then also the all the Nazis that we took from Nuremberg here to work for us, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Von Braum and Oppenheimer, not Oppenheimer, um, there were a few others, I mean, a lot of, lot of others, and that, I mean, that was Operation Paperclip. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Oper- when we, we took... Operation Paperclip was crazy, mm-hmm. man. Took oh yeah, all these I mean it's prominent Nazi scientists into NASA. It was just like, hey, you guys are being genocidal, crazy people in Europe. Do you want to be genocidal, crazy people, but like for us? Because that I would mean, be super. These you know? were the yeah. Hold on, it's to... like von Braun was an, an avowed racist all the way until he died. Like he was probably still just as much heiling Hitler in you know in Alabama in the sixties as he was in Germany in the thirties. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's one of those, that's one of those watershed moments for me when you learn American history, that's just like, Oh fuck, wait, why didn't we just murder these people? Just string them in a tree. They, I think we could have been fine trying to get to the moon without, without having to use the Nazis. I mean, the Soviets did decently in the space race without having the Nazis. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find this guy I wanted to bring up. He's a very interesting character. And mm. I, I his name escapes me right now. Who is he? Like what's he do? He was a he was like a he was like a he was like a a prophet, so to okay. speak. Like he predicted this um like the, he basically predicted Hitler coming and he was all about mm-hmm. the Aryans and he wrote, I cannot fucking think of his name though, dude. I Let's do see. not know what he, like where, what his name is. Um, it's going to drive me nuts. It really Let's is. It, wait, is that? Is yeah. It? I have no idea. <clears throat> I don't know. It's going to drive me nuts. Um, I just, I just had it. Uh, well, like it's, speaking of like the Nazis and like the nuance that is largely glossed over about World War II in that time period, and especially the lead up to World War II, the gap between the end of World War One and the beginning of World War II is a wildly interesting time, considering like it's honestly kind of analogous to the time that we're going through now, you know? Yeah. Um, where you have all these huge industrial powers that are suddenly getting huge and starting to piss each other off and, you know, huff and puff and, you know, try to blow down each other's houses or whatever. But like the, the spread of fascism and the spread of authoritarianism post world war one, after the fall of all the monarchies or the most of the monarchies and the rise of all of the like extremist populist movements with like, you know, like the Nazis there and then, you know, Mussolini's fascists in Italy and then just the sustained amount of, you know, proto-fascist post-World War II, like in Eastern Europe and um, the Balkans and everything. It like, it's weird watching history, like living history right now and thinking like, fuck, I've seen this one before, you know, Um, that it's just, it's, it's wild to see, truly how cyclical history really is, you know, because yeah. you can, you can almost predict what's going on just by having watched, you know, you know, or read a book <laughs> about the like 1930s and forties. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I look at that. I, 
I look at I look at a lot of that, like the especially with the division and stuff that is mm-hmm. is going on now. It it kind of scares me because um, you have right now we have like and there's, I'm not going to say two sides, right? Because there's like mm. yeah, but, but I like, mean it is a, it is red team blue team, honestly. Yeah, which is which is totally stupid. Yeah, but yeah. and 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 our if we look at the the political structure, like the it feels like the Democrats uh, are pretty out of touch with reality. The Republicans seem to be crazy and mm-hmm. uh, out of touch, and and it seems like the 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 the, the leadership is is very very. Uh, week and we don't have a clear we don't I feel like sometimes we don't have a clear picture of like of where we're going and you know what oh, we absolutely don't yeah yeah and that that is that scares me right um mm-hmm. but I, I also I, I try not to pay too much attention right to what's going on domestically because I feel like that's smoke and mirrors I uh, my interest yeah. tends to have always been like in the South China Sea and what's going on there with our trade mm-hmm. and shipping and and like I'm I'm interested in like if and when the next war would break out mm-hmm. and um you know the fact that the Chinese sent three warships off of the coast of Alaska recently and put that in the show right. notes too. Yeah. Well, and no one's talking about that. And yeah. the fact that, you know, India sent warships with rolling with us, baby, we got Germany sending one. We got, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got the Brit. We're, we're, we're running United States pilots are running combat missions off of British carriers, which is the first time that's happened since world war two. It's hot. Uh, we, so, we just, China freaked out about the amount of troops we have in Taiwan. I was talking to another army contact. And I was like, how many, Hey man, how many people are stationed over in Taiwan? He's like, I can't tell you that's classified. I, that's and I was like, Shit. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. like, while I think China is definitely that situation is evolving and, and definitely interesting. And I don't really see how it doesn't go to open conflict sometime in the next like 40 years. God, I um, uh, yeah, I know, but I don't, and I mean, I, to be honest, I don't think that we'll get to the point that there will be an open conflict because I don't think we will be capable of having an open conflict and winning. Um, because economically we're like, they keep fucking with the metrics to make everything look good. But everybody, anybody with half a brain out in the world knows that the, the economy is pretty shaky right now. Um, I think China might be the red herring, though. Yeah. Um, Can red herring? Yes. Pause it. Pause. Okay. My battery is okay. going to die. I thought it had a better battery life. Oh, it's fine. Go, go. So, I think China honestly might be the red herring, though, because of how you talk about smoke and mirrors. No one, absolutely no one, is paying attention to what's happening in Eastern Europe right now, with. <sighs> Belarus being Belarus has I mean has been and is actively a puppet state for Russia Russia you know Russia's not going to be able to conquer the world they're a bunch of fucking idiots they couldn't do it if they tried they've tried Um, they they are using Belarus as a puppet state and sending uh, migrants from the Middle East I think I can't remember where exactly but just they're flooding the borders at border crossings in Poland and Lithuania and Lithuania is literally building a wall in not out of racism, but out of like, Oh God, it's, they're coming. Like it Russia's actively trying to destabilize all of Eastern Europe. They have like, what is it? Like a hundred thousand troops stationed on the border of Ukraine. Uh, like I think a hundred to 80,000. Yeah. They're mustering yeah, I mean, a bunch of troops. I read something about that. Yeah. There, there is, I think 
everybody's going to be looking at China because the United States is too focused on money and too focused on the economy and being the world's number one economy and all of that, that they're going to miss what's going to happen in Eastern Europe. And I think that's going to be the flashpoint because you already have, what is that, Azerbaijan and Armenia are in open conflict right now over like a, a meaningless border dispute that could like it, it, it's, it has the potential to turn into an Archduke for uh, Ferdinand moment. Wait, hold, dude, wait, the, I, I am number one. We got to find a guest to talk about this shit. Cause yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. I, I knew I about bet, uh, Russia. I've been posting in the show notes or in the uh, discord for here's a week a pro- or two. Here, here's the problem. <laughs> you blow that thing up. I know it's because there's so, a shit a lot no, of hell. I know, <laughs> but you have to you have to understand. Like, I can only take, like, if so, if you think about it, think about it in this in these terms. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to look at everything because oh, I just fair. don't. I mean, I want to, but if you're always blowing it up, it it takes away the value of like the, not the information that you're sending, but mm-hmm. like. I don't know what's important. Yeah, I don't know what's important. And I don't know, like, dude, that you would be like, you know what I'm saying? So that's Mm -hmm. the, that's totally, that's the, that's why, then that's sort of why I'm, I'm in now. Sorry, now we're talking podcast stuff. (laughs) That's sort of what, yeah, that's so, it's, it's difficult to discern because there's an Mm -hmm. information overload. Like, I'm trying to, I'm, I have those problems from ADHD, just getting excited, yeah. but I'm going to make, mm-hmm. I've been better. I've made channels, specific yes. channels for like focus yes. on this is absolutely we got to talk about. And then just like cool stuff that we could parse yeah. through. You know? Yes. But and that may- back to, back to yeah. Lithuania, that shit's going, that's, that shit's popping. And it's like Lithuania, uh, Latvia and Estonia are all trying to get NATO to <clears throat> move troops, more troops to Poland um they're talking about having to go on their own uh and not even have to use nato because like lithuania i think they were doing a war game recently between the three of them to war game russia invading which is very much on the horizon in the possibility because if you know anything about lithuania which you know being lithuanian i happen to know quite a bit about their economy is huge their economy is one of the best in europe outside of the big countries like of the little people, Lithuania is probably close to the top. They have done incredible strides in terms of doing business and doing infrastructure investments since the fall of the Soviet Union, which was our responsibility because we were the only ones who actually ever declared independence from the Soviets. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just kind of now I'm, you got me all interested. I'm, I'm looking at mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, I, I can I link you up. Yeah, link me up. Text them to me. Okay. Um, that's, yes. Text them to me. Um, I, I, I've been paying attention to the Russian Ukraine situation, but Mm -hmm. I, because I dislike most Lithuanians so much, I tend to, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're tall, we're good at basketball, like fuck us. Right. Wait, is, is Luca, is he Lithuanian? No, he is uh, Luka Doncic is Serbian. Fucking hate. Uh, I'm Jonas Valachunas is Lithuanian. Arveda Sabonis was Lithuanian or is Ooh, Lithuanian. Sabis? <clears throat> yeah, Sabonis. Yeah. I love Demonis Sabonis. Sabonis is his son. Sabas. <sighs> it's Sabonis. I know, I know, but that's it's a it's a Blazer fan joke. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it looks like dude, it, yeah, it doesn't look good. I had no, no idea. 
Yeah, and and I think that is because people are so myopically focused on China because ah, communism, bad thing. It, it, it's gonna fuck us over. I mean, it already has fucked us over. That war is done, and they won that decades ago. Um, I mean, potentially, we'll see about that. Well, economically, they did. You know, I mean, considering the United States had what did they do? They had a war game. When was that? In the last fifteen years, where they war gamed open conflict with Iran, and the U.S. general who was supposed in the war game, who was acting as Iran would, slaughtered Mm -hmm. the actual like whoever was supposed to be the American defense. Like, I I think we are, we are. I mean, and this is totally fucking talking. Out you're my talking, butt. You're talking I, you out of your ass right now. That's oh okay. yeah, I, I don't think that. I think we overestimate our strength and our ability because we've been at constant war for the past thirty plus years. But those wars have been wars like guerrilla wars of occupation against like tribes, people, and not fully armed national defense systems. You know. We the last time that we did have a war against a national defense system, we got our ass handed to us, and it was the most and the like watershed moment in the fall of the United States. What are you talking about? Vietnam, Vietnam. Okay, let's hold on for a hot second because you're you're (laughs) not a hundred percent correct. Um, there were full on modern massive battles that occurred in Vietnam and we fucked Mm -hmm. them up. It was when they started changing tactics and going into Mm -hmm. the guerrilla warfare. That's when the issue started to happen and we started to get bogged down. Right. So that's the minute, but that at that point, that's the minute when they figured out how they beat us is just exactly how we figured out how to beat the British. We started fighting like the natives. This, well, this is, it's just the same cycle. This well, this is this is very. This, it's tough, you know. You had the mm-hmm. you had the United States military. There was they were they're a bit handcuffed at the time. It wasn't I mean obviously? Mm-hmm. And then again, and I say that, and then we drop an Agent Orange and destroying, you know, destroying right, all the yeah. vegetation to see that we're dropping Just napalm, melting villages, all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. But you know, we never. There was a lot of. There was a lot of. It was a political war, right? It wasn't like, oh yeah, it was. It, it's kind of a different. It's a different situation. I think if I was going to, the only reason we got involved in Vietnam was because Kennedy's wife was obsessed with the French, and the French were desperate for help. So yeah, I, I again can't speak to that. Uh, but I will say this: if we, if there was ever a large scale conflict between two powers. Mm-hmm. First off, a lot of people are going to die just because we've oh, yeah. the knowledge that we've accumulated from. It's been eighty years since that's happened on our planet, mm-hmm. and so we're 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 gonna. It's going to be bad. And the other thing is, I don't know if we live in an era, and I'm being uh, very optimistic at the moment, to where that mm-hmm. can happen because everyone has nuclear weapons, or mm-hmm. you know, at least most of the major powers do. They have nuclear weapons. So, like, even if we are, let's say, let's, God forbid, Russia or China, we've invaded, mm-hmm. we're getting close to taking the capital. What's to stop them from from pressing that button, right? Right. Like, and I think so what's going to end up happening, though, is not going to be like, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like, 
large alliance, like Axis, the Axis versus the Allies. You know, I think it's going to end up being like a bunch of smaller wars. Like there was a, I was watching. You've been seeing all the stuff about all the like, like random target or not random, but targeted looting that's been going on in like Chicago and San Francisco, where like flash mobs of like eighty organized people will just bum rush like some boutique luxury store and just Dude, pick it clean and leave and no one's caught and, and then like a couple hours later they show up at another mall and just pick them clean Whoa. it's like somebody was saying when i was reading someone commented online and said you know the police can handle any number like you know a a, a riot of like a thousand people or eight thousand people but they can't handle eight riots of a thousand people and I think that's going to end up what's going to be happening is that we're <laughs> the American empire. Like, you know, they always say empires last about 250 years and we're just about at that point now. Um, I think right now is like, we're the old dog that's getting circled by all the hyenas and it's just going to take a few, a few picks at us to take us down. Cause like we're so weakened right now from COVID that, all the other countries, even even Europe's doing a little better. China is doing better only because they have that strong central government that they can do whatever the hell they want. Um, are are I think like offensively, if we ever got in a war, I th- I don't know, man. But defensively, I think if anyone ever tried to invade here, they wouldn't get past like Nevada if they were coming on the well, West Coast. So you know, I I I see your point. Mm-hmm. I'll raise you this: if we're able to develop, I think it's and maybe Google this supersonic missiles. So, oh yeah, if we're sub super, I think it's super. I'm gonna say supersonic. Didn't China just uh, just launched one of those uh, uh, in a le- month or two ago? Didn't they? Not a hundred hypersonic missiles. Hypersonic. If we're able to develop that before China and Russia, we've changed the game. Now, I may have read something that said we were a little bit behind, which is not good. Um, no. This is a game changer because if we're able to have these missiles, that means that everyone's air defense systems, missile systems, are completely null and void. We'll strike them before they're able to get their missiles off the ground. So we got to have this first. Right. So sure. we need to we need to have that. So that kind of puts like that checks everyone. It's like we got all these nukes, we got this shit, like. Come, come, fuck with us. You look at the mm-hmm. the, the 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 play with Russia and, and, and space, like them doing that test and, and blowing up a satellite and mm-hmm. sk- sending a shit ton of debris, and that seemed to have, have caught on. And, and we're gonna get we're gonna get someone on the podcast to talk about that a little bit more and see what that means. Yeah, but um, I think that I don't think that we're a white like a um like an old nation. I think that we're a graying nation. I, I think, think we're like we're where the British were in like the twenties. We're still th- a great nation, but we're on we're definitely on the golden years Dude, backside. I cannot even begin to say I'm just I have too much America love for America and pro American Lee. I'm I'm brainwashed. Yeah, that's your problem. I think that we're I think <laughs> I think that we're I think that we're a graying nation. Mm-hmm. I think that we're <clears throat> a nation that has gotten fat and rich and lazy and entitled. And I think that that is a very dangerous spot for us to be. And I feel like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the problem with the, us inheriting this awesome, amazing thing that is America, right? That's also kind of our doom. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. beyond repair. I mean, if anyone definitely messes with us or anything, 
we'll unite just like that because we're a very emotional nation. And uh, that's what I love about us. I don't know if us. we will, though. I have my doubt. I, I agree with you that I think we're emotional, but I don't 100% think that we would because I think there's, you know, when you had the instances of the United States uniting, like, behind everything, you have, like, 9-11 yeah. before people knew what the hell happened and, you know, what was going on. You have World War II. You have all the World Wars, and even mm-hmm. the Korean War right? Mm-hmm. The Korean War was just either the kids of World War II or the same guys going back to war. And I, I don't think we're going to have that result. People are too divided now, I think. And well, also, too, in those instances in those instances of uniting, you had a clear-cut like, good guy, bad guy, like, big time. You know, in 9-11, before everybody figured out what was going on, that it was a whole, you know, a whole kerfuffle. You know? It was, they attacked us, we're defending ourselves, and everybody was behind that. But mm-hmm. I don't think now, with the way that people are very, the access to information is so vast compared to those times, that I think you're going to have way more people that are going to be skeptical of the result of the result of the war, the cause of the war, because it probably will just end up being like the Afghan war or the Iraqi war, where it was just a war for, you know, mineral assets or for territorial expansion. It's not going to be a war of defense or a war of like, you know, crusade or something. So I'm going to counter you. I'm going to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. If let's God forbid, but God forbid we ever go get into a large conflict with another power. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's say that they're in the wrong here. They did something really bad. I think that we would unite, and here's why. I think that um, because there are so many chips on the line, I think that a lot of the redundancies and stuff that are in the government gets stripped away. You know, you have some guy that starts, especially the president, and this is not good, but he's got executive power. These start taking precedence because we're scared. And we unite because, and now we also have a sense of purpose, Mm-hmm. One collective 300 million people all understand that millions, hundreds of millions of other human beings are now our enemy. Now, again, there are going to be some pacifists and you know some really good people that are not about it. And I am, I'm, I understand and I'm with you. But we mm-hmm. all have a sense of purpose, right? Sure. And I think that that would give people uh, like a sense of purpose and something to aim for. And anyone that would speak ill of that or like you would you would see people getting real nasty real quick. And mm-hmm. if we've we've interned people before and believe me, we would do it again, oh, especially yeah, because I the mean, thing yeah, yeah, the thing that history has taught us over and over again is if you if like governments will bend, break all the, your liberties in order to win because they're uh, they're at risk, right? Yeah. And so I think that I think that the dissension that you would be talking about, I think that it'd be quieted really really quickly and I think that we would just we would go. That's what I would say. Now, sure. I hope that, that none of that ever happens. To to counter that thought line. Yeah. I think we're moving into a time period where we are there are still defined national you know, borders, national powers, but those national powers are not like militarily are strong, but economically are weaker than say the majority of most mega corporations like 
at any number of like say top five of any industry um, that they combined will have more more control over what's going on because they can drive policy from inside the government and from the market that I think looking at wars as they are now um, or as things are going, I think trying to apply that as like an us versus them thing, I think is not going to work because people are far more globalized. Like there's, I like I have good friends that I've never met in my life in person that I consider my best friends that are from England or from, you know, all over the world. And people are more involved and more or not involved, but more aware of what's happening outside of the United States. So, you know, having, being exposed to other viewpoints and other ways of thinking about current situations, I think will lead more people to be more skeptical. And especially given, you know, most everyone under 30 has only ever been alive during an American war and not in like a war of like, you know, truly great war of nations of us invading countries to take their minerals and occupy them as just a means to do like the single largest wealth transfer from everyone to, you know, even more wealthy defense contractors and, you know, oil executives and energy executives. That was kind of a fucked up thing. Cause I mean, (laughs) against, (laughs) against, against all of like, uh, I'm honestly not going to go down like the, whole extra like basically what the chinese are doing where they're oh, they yeah. go to they'll, africa they're gonna they they'll, they'll have their fuck up yeah. and they'll they'll be like us in 20 but, years and but i'm just saying they build roads and everything that mm-hmm. they all these infrastructure that they built is really geared to extract the wealth of that nation and take mm-hmm. it back to china and manufacture listen yep i I think that that's terrible. It's like, why the fuck didn't we do that? Anyways, again, that's obviously <laughs> terrible, and I'm glad. I we mean, didn't. we did all Am over I? the world. We just didn't hit the. No, we didn't dude, hit the honey did, pots no, until too late. Didn't, we didn't do that, though. We didn't do that. Like we we should have, and I'm we should have, but we mm-hmm. didn't. But regardless, I don't know. I've never lived through a wartime economy. Neither of you. Mm-hmm. We don't know no. what that. We we only have the books. We don't understand the job creation we don't understand cuz you do you understand a wartime economy is right like we're we're yeah. talking oh, yeah. every yeah. industry is now we're switching and we're manufacturing munition yeah. and war to win yeah. that if oh, we yeah. got into a power with a if we got into a conflict with a large scale pa- like power that's probably what would happen and so but, and and then but, not but only ga- that but but game plan that just one more step right what is the state of of heavy industry in the United States? Yeah, it's not good. It wouldn't take that long yeah, for exactly. us to... Exactly. Dude, but it, it wouldn't We wouldn't take have that. the time. We wouldn't have the time to rev up. <sighs> I mean, you saw how COVID... I mean, but you see how COVID went where everybody was like, we're out of respirators, we're out of PPE, we're out of all of this. And at, you would have thought that would have been the war effort thing where just suddenly where the feds would have stepped in and been like, hey, we're making this stuff, we'll pay for it, we'll pay you back, you know, but they didn't. They because there were massive corporate interests yeah. that were only concerned with wealth extraction. You have a good point, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know. I, God forbid any of this. God forbid we ever find out. Yeah. I think. I think that there. 
Yeah, I really don't ever want to find out. I'm glad that I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't. That, 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 <laughs> I really don't. I really don't want to find that. It's interesting to I talk mean, about. I'm only. Though. I'm. I am two generations removed from my family having to play dead in a in a mass grave of a firing line to escape with their lives. We're getting from there. a foreign power invading. You know, we've just entered by territory right there. Well, I mean, this is just, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Kyle Rittenhouse next? No, <laughs> you know, we're not. Like, we're... No, no. I mean, it's like, these are things that are like, you know, like you talked about, we're only 80 years removed from Hitler being a world power, you know, and being, a, I mean, he still is a huge influence in world politics and in domestic politics for that matter, considering that you have like, very extreme people that are in legitimate positions of power within what I guess is technically a legitimate political party that are actual Nazis or have very, very sympathetic views to Nazis. What are you talking about? Well, like how operation paperclip wasn't like a mistake. I'm not not saying just a thing. That's those are those, yeah, those people headed up NASA. Like that's a fact that happened, but I'm sorry. I'm saying like people like Lauren Bobbitt and yeah, like Lauren Bobbitt and, uh, who's the other lady that's from Texas, uh, crazy Republicans. I mean, but like, and I mean, you even have people, Republican leadership are essentially like advocating for causes that are, that are like, going to take us back down that road you know it's it they're like the i'm sorry hold on i'm, I'm pulling up lauren i can't remember her name bobbert lauren bobbert's from colorado i think okay what, why uh, are you saying she's a nazi because i i want to be very clear <sighs> it's so I, it's it's just this I, it's all the, the language the reason, that all these people use the reason i it's, say that is that fucking word gets thrown mm-hmm. around a lot and it's and it, it does. I don't, it does. And I don't think that she. I really don't think that she is one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. See, that I don't, is, She might not be like a swastika and arm Nazi. I, you yeah, know, but but you can't when, especially right. Like I don't like. You can't do that because that, in my opinion, like when we start entering that type of territory, that's propaganda mm-hmm. for a different side. We we all sides are bad. I mean, all politicians are bad. But I'm just saying, like, spade, it's like call a spade a spade, though. N- no, you know? it's it's really not. We had a though. war. We had a war not to be Nazis. No, like, I understand that. It's, that, it's, but it's, it's, it's universally agreed. It's not okay. You know, and like you have. I mean, this goes back to like Reagan was working with all of the like evangelical Christians that are essentially just white supremacists using religion as a means to control people. You know, no, this I, is this is the thing that's deeply ingrained into American politics, and it's not just a coincidence. Like Operation Paperclip was about more than just getting scientists. Uh, well, well, I don't, I don't know. That's a stretch. But, but what I, but I want to get back to this Lauren Bobbert, Bobbit, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, oh God, she's fucking insane. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about her. Number one, but like I'm, I got have to assume, right? Like if she's in an, an elected official in America. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that she's not a Nazi. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen the people we've had in our government in the past 30 years? You know, they may not be like the thing is, I can remember 15 of them. Yeah. I I mean, but like 15 of them, like 
the the Nazis didn't leave. They just got smart and they changed. Like there's a reason why, like prior to World War II, right? Prior to the United States entering the European theater, not before the war had started, the United States was flirting very heavily with Nazism as like, and being very, like you had, uh, our president was saying very positive things about Hitler. Like the Hindenburg crashed. The Hindenburg was a Nazi airship. It crashed in New York. You know, there were massive Nazi rallies in Madison Square Gardens and Nazi parades all over the country. Prior to Hitler invading Poland, everybody in the United States was mostly talking about, wow, Hitler's so great for Germany. He's making Germany great for Germans again. He's taking care of people. He's doing all of this stuff. And then suddenly when the war started, then everybody was all upset. But I mean, you had people like Prescott Bush and Henry Ford who were industrialists Yes, I mean Prescott yes. Bush tried to have well, a coup to install a Nazi dictator. Well, well, Henry Ford also wrote, I think, a book called "The Jewish Question" or something like that. Right. So definitely, yeah. he was definitely. I mean, Henry he was, Ford didn't when the Nazis when the Nazis took power in Germany. Henry Ford had factories in Germany. He did not refuse to shut them down. He very willingly started making Nazi war machines. Yeah. We're way off topic, though. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I want all I'm saying. All I'm yeah. saying is that. The Nazis never really left. They just became yeah, there, there, something different. That, yeah, that ideology is still around today, and I, I'm well aware. But I can't – I'm not prepared to, like, comment or call whatever Lauren Bobbert, right? I'm not prepared, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea either to – She's probably fan. not a good – the best example. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, when – I just feel like – I don't, what I don't like is like a labeling people I've never sat mm-hmm. down and had a conversation with. I don't, I, you, I, we both, we can both agree that the news is bullshit, right? We don't know oh, what to yeah. believe. We yeah. can't trust that. You can't trust anything from the left. You can't trust anything from the light. You're just kind of mm-hmm. very carefully choosing. So when I hear you say that about like a congressman or something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like that to me, that's like you bit into some propaganda and that's, I'm not, I'm, but I'm saying like I don't. The thing is, but is if like we're on, for me, but if we're on the, if we're on the air, right, if we're on a podcast, mm-hmm. and we're trying to cultivate curiosity, and we're trying this to is true. This cultivate, is true. and we're trying to cultivate nuance, and we're trying to cultivate all of these things, we can't fucking have that. We That's need to true. if we're, we're going to say something like that, we better come with fucking facts, or we're not better That's than true. any of those well, other. Let assholes. me walk. Let me walk that back okay. and rephrase <clears throat> and say, you need to look into not what these people do for the theater of politics, and not what these people do to get votes, but look what they're doing behind the scenes. Look what they've been doing since, uh, really, honestly, the precipice when the United States started its decay was with Reagan because when Reagan came in, he was all about transferring wealth from the upper, from the lower class to the upper class. And it continued through that. And then when you had Clinton, you had just a whole bunch of bullshit. And then what it really kicked off though, honestly was when Bush came back into power in the two thousands, like they literally threw the election so that he could win um, in Florida. You're on one right now. And I love it. Well, no, I mean like he did that. I mean, it's no coincidence that that the corruption that happened during the Bush administration is why we're in the state we're in right now, because they orchestrated everything. <clears throat> they had been they had would have been planning to go to war in Iraq 
and they've been obsessed with pr- trying to go to war with Iran since before, like since the Shah, you know? Uh, number one, man, we're going down a road that I can't go down right now. I want to, but I don't have the facts and I haven't done the reading. That's fair. Yeah. I, I yeah. am, I'm, you know me, I'm tempted to mm-hmm. go down conspiracy road, but text me some books and I'll fucking meet you there, brother. 100%. I, I told you. Is it the family? All right. I actually bought that. I bought it. I yeah, bought it. That's a I, fantastic book. I will read book. that one. I will read that one. And I'll I mean, once you, once you figure out that the grandfather or the great grandfather and the, or the, the father and grandfather of two American presidents within the past hundred ish years tried to have a general overthrow the president of the United States and install a fascist dictator. Like shit Wait, changes. Who are you, who are you, who are you talking about? Your outlook on stuff. Who are you I'm talking, talking about, about Prescott Bush. Prescott okay. Bush and a group of uh, very powerful and wealthy industrialists of that era approached a U.S. general by the name of Smedley Butler, who wrote mm-hmm. an incredible uh, paper called War is a Racket that is about it, it informed uh, FDR. Or was it FDR who had the, or was it Eisenhower <laughs> who had the. Um, Mil- that was the military industrial complex. That was Eisenhower, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. In his farewell speech. Um, he informed yes. Eisenhower on that. You know? Um, what, yeah, but f- once you understand that happened, and that the only reason that didn't happen is because one general was like not a, a, a you know genocidal maniac. Um, and then just to, honestly, I have a different outlook on politics here because I'm not that attached to the United States. I'm only second generation. You know, and yeah. like, I, I like, this is not like, you know, me just knowing the history of my people. Like my grandfather told me these stories about like when the Bolsheviks moved into Lithuania and how, and like telling me stories that his, his grandmother and his great grandmother told him about when Napoleon came through, you know, it, it's your perspective changes when you don't Holy grow up f- with, No, hold the, hold what? the phone, bro. I'm just looking into this right now. I, d- what Prescott I Bush? didn't. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So he there's held, also, there's he another held really good the United book. States seized the bank under the trading with the enemy act and mm-hmm. held the assets during the, during the duration of mm-hmm. world war two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duncan then his son Campbell and his grandson Doc- became the president. Yeah, Duncan, Duncan Campbell pointed out documents showing that Prescott Butch was the director and shareholders of the number of companies involved. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. The, so there's a, a great, another great book uh, that you should read that's called Crossing the Rubicon that it's a little dated now because it, it, it mainly centers around the idea of peak oil, which at the time was, uh, you know, it came out around 2003, four, five, I think. So that discussion was pretty pertinent given that we were, you know, actively invading several countries to take their oil assets. Um, the idea was that the higher ups in government have known for decades that the United, that the world has crossed that line of peak oil, that their that oil production will forever continue to decline until it is zero. Mm-hmm. And that, between that and then also another book would be very good is called The Grand Chessboard by Zbigniew Brzezinski. Um, 
essentially written in the early 90s, late 80s, was the blue book, blue, the blue book or blueprint for everything that happened in world politics over the last 30 years. So it's like, to, to say it's like conspiracy level, like aliens at Area 51, it's not that. It's, it's literally just incredibly wealthy and powerful people who have skin in the game that it's just like, it's just like monarchies fighting each other in the Middle Ages, except now they're billionaires with money. That's a good point. It looks like I got some research to do. I don't mm-hmm. know though, dude. If we're heading into the holiday season. I'm I'm gonna be cheery. So you know, who knows? I mean, hey, there's a reason why George uh, <clears throat> George Herbert Walker Bush was the uh, second in command of the CIA when uh, JFK was murdered, and then who uh, oh who was the God, next president dude, after that? So that was right. Oh yeah, queer. Nixon, who was in you've the Bush been, family. You've been hung up on the Clintons and the Bushes for years, and I love because it. they're the ones that have been fucking this up it's the goddamn nazis they're (laughs) evil well well listen i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up this Mm -hmm. has been a delightful conversation sir as always always. and listen folks spread peace love positivity and let's not go to war let's love each other i am you you are me all that all that stuff uh uh DeMarco put the books in the in the show oh, notes yeah. if you want to see how deep the rabbit hole goes. I mm-hmm. will probably do it, but I'll I'm give you wait I'll give you the top this. five of DeMarco's uh, you know political the, radicaliz- radicalization. Give me the top five. I'm gonna listen to it probably with a more skeptical mind, but I'll mm-hmm. definitely I'll definitely read them. And by the next time we talk, we'll, fuck it, let's just get into all of that next let's time. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. All right, I'm I'll so actually in. no, I'm I'm being serious. I will read them. Okay, I'll put them. I'll put them in the. I'll put them in the show notes, and also put them in our Discord. I'll give you the five that I read that were like Text the biggest things that in, that in, uh, informed my political uh, awakening as a as a teenager. All right, brother. All right, peace, guys.